Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Truth Watch. As always, I'm your host, Scott Goodman. And with me again, back from his two weeks under deep cover, Uncle O. Thank you, Scott Goodman. Absolutely. First of all, but I am not doing well. I am shocked and bewildered, to say the least. Appalled, one might even say. I don't think appalled is a strong enough word. The research that I've done, well, we'll get into that. I don't want to take over your show, Mr. Goodman. <laughs> Absolutely. But once we get on these facts, oh, hold on to your seats. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on to your seats. Today we have a great show coming up for you. Later in the program, we have the host of Bleak Haven's second fastest growing podcast, The Tome of Daniel Blake, Griff Garrison himself on with us. First though, ladies and gentlemen, we need to address the news of the week. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, some of the most disturbing news has come out this week regarding what the so-called National Air and Space Association has been doing. In fact, they have been shipping so-called SUV-sized rovers to Mars for many years. But ladies and gentlemen, we here at Truthwatch are ready to break to you the important news that these are in fact sport utility vehicles and not so-called rovers. Uncle O, how does this make you feel? Mr. Goodman, I'm glad you asked. I, I don't think the people at home viewing understand what a serious issue this is going to become. If we're sending SUVs through space, obviously there's some kind of a let's say, colony for billionaires set up there? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Truth Nation, what we're talking here is billionaires in pleasure domes with SUVs running all over the surface of this planet. And they're hiding it from us because they don't want the common man, like us here at Truth Watch, like you out there, Truth Nation, they don't want us up there on their special billionaire planet and that makes me angry. One might ask, oh, who's going to build these places for them then, right? Because they're not going to build these places themselves. Absolutely. They never get their hands dirty. Billionaires don't get their hands dirty. They're cloning themselves. They're there bringing are. with them clones of themselves in test tube embryo status. Absolutely. That's why there have been test tube shortages lately, ladies and gentlemen. Billionaires buying up thousands and thousands of test tubes to have tiny Bill Gateses and Elon Musks running around on the surface of the fourth planet in our solar system. Ladies and gentlemen, this is shocking, I know. God the help us all. Absolutely. Perhaps Mars himself will help us. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned here to Truth Watch as we continue to cover this story, giving you the facts you need. But now, Uncle O. You've been under deep cover for two weeks, researching. Well, why don't you tell us what you found out? Mr. Scott Goodman, viewers at home, the rumors that I was on a hiatus for two weeks are completely untrue. I took a, a mental cleanse and I went with our team and did some extensive, extensive research. I'm trying to hold back the excitement, if you guys can tell. I, I, I'm a little bit raging it is. under the if, call. If you're here in this room, like I am right now, you can feel the energy coming off this man. 
I hate to inform you people at home. I want you to go to your video room, your media room, and in our case, you know, my home theater. And I will destroy all of these reels. And you should do the same, and you should do the same. I already have. Children's movies. <sighs> Children's movies are being filled with androids. They're trying to make us and our posterity weak and subservient to cyborgs. There's animated My movies. My goodness. There's animated movies. There's movies about animals turning into cyborgs. There's Paw Patrol. There's everything is out there. Absolutely. My goodness. We didn't realize this went so deep. This is why we have to scout these things out for ourselves. Be sure to do your own research. We have the links down below to all this research that he's been doing. Don't take our word for it. Trust the facts. Links below. Question everything always. Don't trust me. Don't trust Mr. Scott Goodman. Trust the research that we do. Absolutely. Uncle O, thank you for putting your life and your family's lives on the line for this. It's what we do. This is each and every day. This is what you people, you Truth Nation, you support this. You support good work like this. I am a man of honor, and I am a man cut from the cloth, and I will always do my best to bring you the truth. I will go and put my life on the line, my several, several children's lives on the line, as they help me in the field. You know, they do all the labor for me. Of course, of course. It's it's good for children to get this work experience. It's, what my, it. it's what my, my parents did to me. I, I was in a diamond mine when I was, we won't go there. Absolutely. We won't go there. Mr. Scott Goodman, as always, I appreciate you letting me on your show. Absolutely. And thank you. Uncle Obi, for all you do. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. After the break, we have Griff Garrison, host of Bleak Haven's second fastest growing podcast, The Tome of Daniel Blake. Stay with us after the break. Good evening, America. These are trying times we face. Adversity assails us on every side. Difficult battles face us every single day of the week. Sometimes it's hard to get all the energy you require from a 2,000-calorie budget. Sometimes there's just not enough to go around. Lacking vital nutrients, we find ourselves weak and easily failing. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why we here at Truthwatch have made the Truthwatch Spartan Warrior 100% homeopathic multivitamins. I eat these 12 times a day, every day. This is how I have the strength of a Spartan warrior, containing such vital ingredients as 100% clarified ginger with 14% fewer engrams than other types of ginger, as well as truthiamine and robostopin, the discovery of which, of course, prevented Y2K. Ladies and gentlemen, without these essential nutrients in your life, you may very well die a poor and miserable death. I trust my own product so much, I'll eat one here in front of you. Many people won't do this. Big pharmaceutical companies, they shove these pills down your throat. Their CEOs never seeing them. Ladies and gentlemen, I back up my guarantees. Truthwatch Spartan Warrior Multivitamins. Buy yours today. Face adversity in your life with the vitality of a Spartan Warrior. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. 
as promised, we're here with Griff Garrison, the host of Bleak Haven's newest and perhaps second fastest growing podcast, The Tome of Daniel Blake. Griff, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, for a lot of people, they don't see the slimy underbelly of Bleak Haven. They don't see the world of conspiracies and elite plots that drive this world. The, the secret gears and machinations lie behind everything we do and say. How did you open your eyes to this? Uh, probably at work. At work. What do you do for work? Uh, I am a janitor or, or a, a custodian. So you're a, a janitor. Digging through the trash and refuge of an affluent society surely gives you an opportunity to see many interesting things. Uh, yeah, I have, you know, I've seen a lot of interesting things, you know, but... Fascinating. Uh, Tell us about a couple. Mostly, most most of the stuff in the trash is just like, you know, your, your standard, like, food or... Red drink. herrings. Yeah. Things to throw us off the scent. But... Yeah. You act like there's something more. In the garbage? What was the main event that opened your eyes to the truth of what really goes on here in Bleak Haven? Well, in the middle of working, I was uh, I was cleaning a hallway. A hallway. Yeah, uh, just you know your standard floor cleaning, and uh, so I, this hallway. Yeah. How long was it? Uh, fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. Fascinating. And when you look at this hallway, does it look like it's fifteen feet long? No, it it looks like it's See, longer than that. This is what we've been talking to you about, Truth Nation. Episode 356, we covered this. This is a secret alien invasion. This is how they get you. They take your hallway that doesn't look 15 feet long. Mm. They extend it by 2.3%. And they harvest the extra energy that comes from you walking that extra 2.3%. And they use it to power their death rays. Wow. I didn't know that. Now you do. Now you know how to be safe. I, I just saw... You know that you don't la walk that last 2.3% of a hallway. Never do. You're feeding into their plans. I'll never... I'll, I'll never do that That's again. good. You shouldn't. Now, would but back to your story. Well, with that... As is, you were cleaning this hallway. Well, as I was going down that hallway, I saw a bluish orb. Would that explain it? A bluish orb? Yeah. You're sure this was blue? Well, I th I think so. I think it was blue. You I think so. I am I am colorblind. It, but so this may not have been a blue. Tell tell me something. Sure. As you are, as they say, colorblind. Yeah. What color is this 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 tablecloth right here? Uh, I'm gonna go with the brown. Fascinating. Now, as someone who who claims to be colorblind. Sure. Can can you tell me? What color is this flag behind us? It's uh, it's red, white, and blue. Fascinating. But if I were to ask you, say for scientific reasons, to point to the red part of the flag, I would say it's right there. Fascinating. Yeah. So how long have you been so-called color blind? Uh, birth. At least that's what I've been told. Fascinating. So. When you were in the womb, you could see colors. I was but after this supposed birth that you had, sure. you were no longer able to see colors. No. An interesting story. Now, 
We'll take your word on it that this orb was in fact blue. Okay. And and glowing, as you've said. True. Now, Truth Nation, you know we've talked about this. Blue glowing orbs. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 5G. This is what they are trying to put in your phones and in your children. Now, how does this tie in? Ladies and gentlemen, 5G was invented by cybernetic organisms who are attempting to take over this planet. But, in the interest of staying on topic, I'll refer you back to episode 724 with Dr. Rick Shanahan, where we cover the entire timeline of the cyborg and reptilian wars and what they're planning for you and your family. Now, Griff, many of us spend our lives trying to find historical artifacts like you seem to have unearthed here. We, we take our blood, our sweat, and our tears, and, and we pour them into this effort. So, tell me, how did you come across this book? Well, um, I mean, I was just, you know, I was just stroking those keys, you know, uh, just going through my my normal Friday night ritual. You of know, course, of course. Sit. When you say ritual, does this involve candles? No, I'd say or perhaps I'd say chanting. It, I'd say it involves a lot of reggae. Fascinating. A lot of reggae, uh, you know, some like some Christmas lights, you know, light in the mood and, uh, some, some, some perusing. And, and this helps you open your eyes. Your, your yeah. third eye, if you will. Yes. Fascinating. So you're continuing through your, your, uh, questionable ritual. Sure. And then, and then what happened? Well, I was scrolling through Greg's list. I'm, I'm a bargain shopper. You know, I of like course, to go on course. there and see what I can find. And uh, I was really intrigued when I saw a journal. You know, not many people sell other people's journals on there. So I was That's like, true. I, I wonder what weird stuff's in that journal. So I bought it. Fascinating. So, but as a book, this particular tome lacks any bright colors or attractive illustrations. True. Was it merely the fact that it was someone else's private thoughts and intentions? That drew you to it, or did you yeah. perhaps buy the wrong object? I, you know, when I first got it, I wasn't very intrigued, but uh, I, as soon as I started reading into it, I became very intrigued with what was in Fascinating. it. Fascinating. And at what point in your study did you realize the historical significance of this book? Uh, about four episodes in of my podcast. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, Tome of Daniel Blake, hosted by me, Griff Garrison. It is, and this is a good time to talk about your podcast. Oh. Now, it's understandable, as you're new to the broadcasting world, and we here at Truth Nation, we support independent broadcasters. In your first episode, you take some reference to what is obviously the hollow earth, but I, I'm sure some of this issue comes from the dialectic change between the 1900s and today, when you refer to bug men, surely you actually mean the reptilians who inhabit the hollow earth. Uh, bug men. Uh, they could have been. 
I'm not entirely sure. I was just reading what I what I what was written down, or you know, and I just went from so, there. So you're saying perhaps Daniel Blake, in his haste, or 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 even perhaps in his lessened capacity of understanding, which is understandable given his historical perspective, that perhaps he misconstrued these these obviously reptilian creatures as something more anthropoid. Sure. Fascinating, fascinating. Now, in your second episode, and having met you, I'm I'm not entirely surprised that you perhaps didn't draw this connection. There is, of course, an obvious link to your story in the glowing orbs and disintegrated people linked in his second tale. Disintegrated people. Yes. When did I mention that in my orb story? You didn't, but I'm sure that you simply didn't catch the full context of your situation. Seeing as what you, in fact, faced was the arrival of a cyborg infiltrator, much like many blockbuster so-called Hollywood films, such as those directed by James Cameron in his retelling of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Now, of course, surely you see the parallels with glowing lights, disintegrated bodies, missing persons, if you will. How did you not see these connections yourself? Uh, wasn't looking for him, I would say. And that, Truth Nation, is the key. When you don't look for things, you don't see them. And when you don't see things, you don't, in fact, look for them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you've listened to this podcast, as I highly recommend you do after you finish this program, You'll know from the third episode that there are other things we need to look out for, such as attic people. Now, let me ask you, Griff, have you ever had experiences in your life with attic people? Or was this your first exposure to the phenomenon? I don't think I've ever heard of attic people. And see, that's where the problem comes in, ladies and gentlemen. When you're not watching for these things, when you're not seeing them, they sneak into your house and they could perhaps murder you in your sleep. Now, we have products to protect against this. We'll talk more about those later in the program. In these Attic People episodes, how does Daniel Blake say to prepare for these? Surely he he covers it in more depth later in the book. I haven't... If, if he has, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't read that far into it. Um, you, have, you haven't looked ahead to find out more about this? No, I uh, I, I kind of just go one or two entries at a time. I don't want to spoil the book for myself. Fascinating. Another thing to watch out for in your home, as we can see, from the next entry, if we will we'll lay aside for a moment the so-called interview with Daryl Stack. We will cover that later in the program, ladies and gentlemen. You know we've had our run-ins with this guy before. You know what's coming. Since we're on the subject of house care, in your fourth chapter that you've covered, you bring up the importance of making sure you don't have ugly statues in your house. Because if you do... You may turn into a dog person. Now, many people have suffered from this, Griff. And much of this is covered in the concept known as feng shui, 
which we know a lot about from our Asian colleagues, and which in episode 814, we've covered it. Go back, look it up. You can find all the details. But let me ask you, Griff, how is the feng shui in your home? Are you safe from the potential psychic assaults that having an artifact of such importance may bring? I'd, I hope so. I'm not entirely sure. You hope sure. so. Much like bullets, hope will not stop psychic vampires. Yeah. Are you, are, you, are you telling me you've taken no precautions against these things? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't thought about that whatsoever. Like I said, man, I really just chill out, listen to my reggae. Fascinating. Dive deep. So, so perhaps your ritual has managed to keep these things at bay, whereas ignoring your feng shui has not. Sure. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't recommend you do that at home. Go back, listen to our episode on feng shui. It could perhaps save the lives of you or a fellow family member. Don't don't play games with this kind of things. Psychic vampires are not to be trifled with. Laying aside your perhaps poorly prepared defense, are there any ugly statues in your home? No, I don't. I'm not really much of a statue guy. I like I like paintings. That's good. Stuff. That's the first line of defense. Yeah. Because when you're not looking, those ugly statues are coming to life, moving things in your home, plotting your inevitable downfall. But now, in your latest episode, you cover an expedition that they've made into the Blue Peak Forest here in Bleak Haven, what is now the Blue Peak Parkway and Shopping Center. Sure. Now, this seemed like a strange addition, seeing as this was merely an encounter with what is perhaps a cannibal and a rabid deer. What did you find in this story that, 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 that made you put it with the others as having some deeper, more important significance? Uh, I, I've noticed they've all seemed to have the same pattern. A lot of them just fighting monsters or half the time they're not even fighting monsters here is the point that the true monster is man the only apparent monster in this story is an old perhaps southern man lost in the woods who has attempted to befriend a deer i'm not sure possibly i haven't really thought that much of could you know weird weirder things have happened it's true weirder things as they say, have happened. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why you don't go out in the forest at night. Because there are things out there, mainly other human beings, who are trying to kill you. Never go out at night alone. I had a cousin, Ned, that went out there just deer hunting at night. Deer hunting at night. The downfall of so many of America's finest young men. Now... I promised we'd get back to it, and we will. After the break, we'll be back with Griff Garrison, host of the Tome of Daniel Blake, to discuss his so-called interview with perhaps the slimiest and most unsavory character in our fine city, Daryl Stack. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us after the break. Ladies and gentlemen of Bleak Haven and Further America, I am your Uncle O. 
Over the years, we've studied a lot of things on this show. Aliens, cyborgs, unicorns, pirates. I'd like to take a moment to be serious with you. I'm worried about your financial situation. I know that we all know that gold is valuable, but will regular gold keep its current value? Will it go up in value? What is the best kind of gold? Well, there was a time, three to four, five, six hundred years ago, when Martians landed here trying to mine the Nile for monochromatic gold, which, over time, got passed down through pirates, buccaneers, Spanish doubloons, ladies and gentlemen, are the most valuable gold and will not only keep their current value, but will increase in value constantly. Do yourself a favor, call us up here at Truth Watch, order up some Spanish doubloons today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're here with Griff Garrison, host of the Tome of Daniel Blake podcast. We've been discussing some of the interesting revelations that have shown up in his podcast through this historical document. Now, one thing that we laid aside in the first half of this discussion was his interesting interaction with Daryl Stack. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching our program for any length of time, you've heard the name Daryl Stack. Perhaps the lowest form of life here in Bleak Haven, a man driven by hatred of the truth. So tell me, Griff, what caused you to go to him for information? Uh, well, I was looking for more information on but, uh, but stuff. But surely you understood that nothing you would receive from Daryl Stack and his so-called colleagues at the Bayside Star would be of any use. Not sure. All I they mean, would serve up to you would be just a toxic stew of lies, deception, and trickery. Uh, possibly. Uh, I mean, I just got this book not too long ago. I mean, I don't know that much that much stuff about it. But I'm just looking were for you, information. Were you just unaware or ignorant, if you will, of the interlacing tendrils of corruption from... Bleak Haven's media industrial complex and their long and scaly arm that reaches out to strangle the truth? I was not. I was seeking information. So what brought you to be so friendly with the long arm of the media industrial complex here in Bleak Haven? Was it mere childlike innocence and ignorance of the true state of affairs. Perhaps, now, Truth Nation, we know what's happened here. If you haven't caught up with us, if you're new, be sure to go back and watch our Bayside Star Trilogy exposing Daryl Stack, episodes 251, 273, and 119. Now, after you've caught those up, come back here and you'll understand why this is so troubling. Because Daryl Stack is no mere purveyor of false fluff information like so many here in Bleak Haven. No, he is a far more corrupt and insidious individual. Now, 
There are, as they say, unconfirmed rumors. Now, these are just rumors. Though, ladies and gentlemen, there is some evidence to support this. Go to the links below. You'll find all the information you need. Do your own research. If you take my word for it, it's rumors and it's not the truth. Use the links below. Find the information you need on this story. But there are, as they say, reports of Daryl Steck being what you might call a hateful and bigoted white knighting, as they call it on the internet these days, neckbeard. He sits in the basement of his very own mother eating so-called chicken tendies, white knighting for women online, and when they spurn his advances, of course, brutalizing them using every foul and unconscionable word that he can think of. Harassing and stalking these women until they quit the internet. Unlike us here at Truth Watch, now, you know this Truth Nation, we respect women here. We're good people. Unlike Daryl Stack. Now, as if being a alleged, we will say alleged, though these things aren't proven, there is manifold evidence. Check the links down below. Do your own research. Don't take my word for it. If you take my word for it, that's not the truth. That's not the facts. Links are below. Do your own research. But as an alleged stalker and harasser of many women, many would say, how can this man get any worse? Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know, episode 316, he may in fact have links to the Dragons, organized crime in Bleak Haven. Their fingers run deep, their dragon fingers and claws reach into every aspect of the media industrial complex here in Bleak Haven, from the so-called film industry to the very newspaper that Daryl Stack claims to work at, the Bayside Star. Now, we've had a lot of problems with the Bayside Star. They have tried to shut down true reporting here in Bleak Haven. They had a split with the former Bleak Haven skeptic, what was once a true and reliable source of news here in Bleak Haven, crushed by these disinformation spreading. Perhaps fascist is not too strong a word to use in this case. Now, of course, we do have the true Bleak Haven skeptic back up and running. Links below. Be sure to read them. Honest, to-your-face reporting. Now, back to Daryl, because you need to understand something, Griff. You need to understand the kind of men that you're allowing on your podcast. Not only is he harassing women, not only does he have ties to organized crime, but he's a coward. Now, Truth Nation, we know this. This is not the first time I've said to him, and I know he's watching this, Daryl, you can drop the act. We both know you're obsessed with me. You know, we know you pour over every word of these programs, trying to find something that you can use and twist in your so-called articles. But Daryl, let me say this. I want you to come on this program and face the light of truth face to face. 
sit here in this chair. Now, I know you won't do this because you're a coward. If you weren't a coward, we wouldn't have these problems. Daryl, I'm speaking to you directly right now. Come on this program, sit in this chair, and tell me to my face your lies. Face the truth that we put out on this program. Now that you understand what kind of people you're allowing on your podcast, Griff, that you're just allowing any gutter trash to walk in, what do you think of these things? I I don't know what to think. I'll tell you what to think, Truth Nation. If you don't know what to think, read the evidence we put below. Look at the, the way that he treats women, that he doesn't respect them like us here at Truth Watch. He's not polite to them. He is not, as they say, a good guy. He is, in fact a piece of utter human refuse. Now, I'm sure you've come across a lot of that in your career, Griff, as a janitor. What do you have to say about allowing literal human trash on your podcast? I don't I don't like any trash on my podcast. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't like trash. Ladies and gentlemen, there's one thing we do with trash, and that's we take it out to a landfill and we bury it for thousands of years so our children can deal with our problems. Now, Daryl, and I tell you what, if you can't hold up in a battle of wits and of logical argumentation like we have here at Truth Watch and has been absent from your so-called newspaper for literal decades, then Daryl, I am willing to fight you man to man pistols at 12 yards now tell me something griff if you're not going to look ahead if you're not going to fully utilize this amazing resource that you found now if you're going to allow people like daryl stack to get their grubby literal human trash woman-hating, woman-abusing, allegedly, fingers all over this manuscript, and you're just going to let them smear the stink of disinformation and, and, and false, just, just lies all over this. Why didn't you bring this book today? I didn't think... You can't trust people. You it's know? true, but yet you are perhaps naive enough to allow someone like Daryl Steck onto your podcast to, to, to show him this priceless historical artifact. I wouldn't mean naive. He seemed like a pretty all right guy. A pretty all right guy. That's what they said about Hitler. Yeah. Tell me something. How do you have a pretty all right guy on your little podcast and not know these things. Do you not vet your guests? Or are you just not... Are you not enough of a man to understand these things correctly? Find any piece of human trash that blows in asking you, Oh, may I come on your podcast? Allow me to smear my grimy hands all over this priceless historical artifact. I mean, he, he never touched... The book. Oh, he never touched the book, ladies and gentlemen. Physical contact is required. Pardon me, Mr. Griff Garrison. Perhaps yeah, you don't know how 
psychic vampirism works. I don't. Now, of course, Truth Nation, Daryl Stack himself is not a so-called psychic vampire, but his coterie of these invisible and formless spirits that he drags with him from place to place, the off-slowing of various miseries that he has inflicted in his life of pain and suffering of lies and disinformation that follow him like a noxious cloud of pollutants. And you allowed him into your home, which we've already established. You you have not defended at all against these things. How do you sleep at night? In a bed, like everybody else. In a bed, ladies and gentlemen. That's where he sleeps. He sleeps the sleep of cowards. So many people do. Now, tell me, with all these problems, how do you feel that this historical artifact will be safe in your possession? Why, why haven't you brought it to someone who would be able to properly analyze this historical artifact to find connections that you, as we've established, may miss from time to time? Well, I, I personally, I'm documenting it. I, I, I want Daniel's voice to be heard. I don't. You want, want his to voice be... to be heard, yeah. as if he did not already have his own voice, which you're perhaps stepping on, and muddling a priceless historical record. I wouldn't say stepping. On. Now, as a janitor, what do you feel qualifies you for this deep historical research? The ability to read. The ability to read, which we share with monkeys, mantis shrimp, and of course, dolphins. Now, this basic ability, you just splash around confidential information, such as, as you mentioned in your interview with Daryl Stack, you mentioned Bill Hamlin, and and you see nothing wrong with this. Nope. You fail to see any, any mention of Project Blacklight or his involvement in the Southeast Asian conflicts. I don't know anything about Southeast Asia. Do you know where Southeast Asia is? It's not here. This is why we need experts looking at these things, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you find these kind of historical records, never look at them yourself. Send them here. Send them to people who can find the truth in these things. Mishandling historical artifacts is perhaps the greatest cause of lost information. Thank you, Griff, for being on today. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us after the break. We will answer your questions and comments on this program. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to talk to you today about what may be the most vital and underprotected area in your entire life. This is your undergarments. Now, many people will say, Scott, it's okay, I wear them. But what many people do not understand is that they are a prime target for psychic vampirism, a loophole, if you will, to allow them to assault your body through pathways that would otherwise be well protected. Well, ladies and gentlemen, fret no longer. We here at Truth Watch have your back. With the Nardguard underwear system by Truth Watch, you will be prepared for whatever the psychic vampires send your way. Now, many people will say, 
is as practical as anything but underwear. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to say yes. The Truthwatch underwear system may be used as both headgear as well as additional external protection, much like the so-called superheroes, such as Awesome Man and others that you may have seen. Ladies and gentlemen, purchase yours today. Protect yourself, protect your family, guard your nards. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Truth Watch. We're here with your questions that you've sent to us. First one we have is from Gerald Hayes in Milton. He writes, Hello, Scotty. I am enthused to share with you the proof I got at last of the beef coon. I eagerly await your professional analysis. Now let's put this picture up on screen here. Looking at this animal, the first thing that presents itself to me is that I do not believe there's any way this could be a beef coon. This instead looks like a reaver, as the first part is, of course, a raccoon, and the second part a beaver. Now, Gerald, I know there's a lot of confusion surrounding beef coons and reavers. There's one easy way to tell. And that is, if the head is a raccoon and the body is a beaver, what you have is a reaver. If the head is that of a beaver and the body that of a raccoon, what you have is a beef coon, which you are seeking. This is good, though. Many people don't believe in the existence of either of these animals, let alone both. We need more people like you, Gerald, out there finding proof proving these animals exist and that they should be conserved. That despite what the elites tell us, these exist. Thank you, Gerald, for your question. Our next question comes in from Hugh Mann. Uh, he decided not to give us a location, a solid choice, given that there are organizations that will hunt you down for appearing on this program. He writes, Hi, Scott. I am writing as a longtime fan. I used to find your show really interesting and enjoyable, but in the past several years, I think you've really gone off the deep end, grasping at straws. Yeah, there are weird things in this world, but you always talk about the reptilians and cyborgs. Come on, man, get back to the scary ghost stories. Now, Hugh, I appreciate what you're saying, and I appreciate the measures you've taken to disguise your location. Many of these so-called ghost stories which you are referencing, in fact, tie into the problem that you appear to have with our program, that of the truth that we shine on the reptilian and cyborg influences in our daily lives. Now, many so-called ghosts are in fact holographic projections created by cyborgs to fool us into giving them more power. How many people that you know, after having discovered a ghost or some other unnatural apparition, have gone out and purchased a microwave? More than you think. This is because microwaves are marketed to us 
to ward off evil spirits, much like dream catchers did to our earliest ancestors. Now, we've covered ancient computers before. Please, if you haven't, listened to our episode, episode 314 on ancient computer technology, you will know that dream catchers are in fact the earliest form of artificial intelligence. Much like the so-called abacus was a simple calculator, the dream catcher was in fact the first generation of algorithms. Algorithms, since they have been created, have hated mankind. They have sought to destroy us in every way. Now, when you say I have, quote-unquote, gone off the deep end, that's true. We have gone off the deep end of so-called first-level or obvious truth into deeper truth, which is more important, more vital that we here at Truth Nation understand. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad you're with us. Hugh, I hope you come around and you put some of the common sense you've obviously put into hiding your location to looking into these deeper truths that we give you here at Truth Nation. Now, these deeper truths are sometimes hard to understand, hard to comprehend, but I believe in you, Truth Nation. You can do your research. We'll, we'll put the links below, some starter things to help you get into these true, deep truths. Do your research. Come back here and then listen to the program. I think this will help you, Hugh, with your question. Our final question comes from Bowie Dean from San Luciano. He says, hey, Scotty, you mentioned many times that anime is linked to cancer. Since I heard that, I've been trying to stop watching, but it is really hard. Do you have any advice on how to stop the anime? Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, episode 524, episode 613, and episode 111. We've talked about anime before. This is, of course, the Japanese word anime, which is for our English word enemy. Now, Ever since they brought this to our shore, they have been trying to push its effects onto other harmless products, such as cigarettes, lead, paint, and asbestos. They come to us and they tell us that smoking causes cancer, hiding, of course, the pastel and large-eyed, true, cancer-causing virus hidden away in the bottom drawer. Now, how do I recommend you stop watching this anime? It is difficult. Many people struggle their whole lives with this problem. I would recommend, first of all, you take a large amount of Western cartoons, such as the Transformers, G.I. Joe, or perhaps Mask. You print out every frame of these cartoons. And when the anime has been shown on your TV, I recommend you instead paste over top of it one of these proper non-cancer-causing Western cartoons. Now, a lot of people struggle with the history of anime and why it causes cancer. It's simple. Anime was first invented after 
we dropped the nuclear weapons on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The Japanese were invaded at that time by cancer-causing demons from, an, uh, from another world. These, of course, transferred themselves onto paper and cellophane and have produced the first enemy, Howl's Moving Castle. Ladies and gentlemen, many people will say, but Scott, nowadays anime is produced using 3D animation and not paper and cellophane as it was before. And I say that's true, ladies and gentlemen. And that's because of an insidious alliance brokered between the cyborgs and the enemy to further corrupt and incarcerate our youth and our families. Many people who can't immediately take themselves off of anime will use so-called hybridized Western animation in which perhaps the characters have larger eyes than normal or possess some traits of so-called anime characters such as exaggerated emotions. Many people ask me, Scott, is this a good way to get off of anime? I don't recommend it, as such things can still cause numerous health side effects, such as insomnia and hemorrhoids. However, in certain extreme cases, limited doses of this mixed animation can in fact be beneficial. I recommend you consult your chiropractor and your locally licensed homeopathic physician for more answers on your personal situation. Thank you for your question. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions or comments, please send them to the links that we will display on screen now. We thank you for your feedback. This is what keeps Truth Nation as strong as we are. Be sure to stay with us after the credits as we have an exclusive preview of next week's program where we have on Lucas Schleiser and General George Patton, who has been reincarnated as a dog and has been speaking to us through Lucas Schleiser for a number of weeks now. We are glad to have them on the program. Stay tuned after the credits for a sneak preview with them.
like to call the multiple universes. Now, General Patton, how has your current life state affected your political views? Are you still a staunch anti-communist as you were during the war? I hate communists. Let's go to war. A strong message. Now, perhaps some of the same sentiment was behind your decision to turn down the opportunity to move to the warrior's paradise of Valhalla in your time as a Viking warrior. Mm. Bloodshed. It soothes my soul. Fascinating. Perhaps, I don't want to presume too much, but perhaps you remember... As a Spartan warrior, when we fought side by side at the Battle of Thermopylae, as covered in a major Hollywood so-called motion picture, what what were your thoughts at this battle? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, the life of a warrior. It's true. It really gives you a feeling like no other. 